bright sunshine. There's a lot of white clouds, too, but it is going to be a nice day today. It is the first day of summer, and it is going to feel like it. If you got out yesterday, I know you enjoyed the beautiful outdoors. One of those days you could actually walk outside, not get your feet wet, and don't have to worry about uh, uh, rain showers and things like that. Absolutely beautiful. We're going to talk about that weather forecast that coming up in just a few minutes. A lot of activities are going on this coming weekend over in North Ponderay County. I own Medellin, Medellin Falls. Well, concern continues about flooding on the Ponderay River. The flood flow for the Ponderay River is 95,000 cubic feet per second. Well, the uh, last Friday, the Ponderay River was flowing at 103.8 thousand cubic feet per second. Now, the flow has dropped some. The flow this morning over on the Ponderay River at 101.53 thousand cubic feet per second and still well above the flood flow level and the Ione Park they know what the flood flow level is there the Ione Park was totally underwater now with the upcoming activities this weekend the Ponderay River is expected to continue to reduce flooding, the uh, flow is going to be dropping by uh, Friday. They are expecting the flow down at 100,000 cubic feet per second, and that is still well above the minor flooding level of 95,000 cubic feet per second but uh, well off of where the river was flowing uh, last Friday. So we'll keep an eye on that. I'll tell you what, if you, uh, if you are doing the rail riders, you are going to see a beautiful sight with the uh, river flow there at Box Canyon Dam. Minor flooding and some flooding, not unusual on the Ponderay River um, as uh, Lake Ponderay drains and goes through Albany Falls Dam just to the east of Newport and then north to Box Canyon Dam and Boundary Dam, the Seattle City Light Dam, uh, just uh, up in the Medellin Falls area. So make your plans. It's going to be a big weekend uh, over in uh, North Ponderay County, but be aware the uh, Ponderay River is really flowing. We uh, are not to pool level yet on Lake Roosevelt, but the water level does continue to rise. It's, it's not coming up in big amounts now, 
But uh, Lake Roosevelt uh, at this point is still coming up. And uh, just uh, be aware if you are going to be boating or you plan on doing some camping or that, uh, be aware the uh, lake level is still coming up on Lake Roosevelt. Experience, technology, satisfaction, a written warranty, and over 30 years' experience. That's what makes Davis Auto Rebuild stand out from the rest. At Davis Auto Rebuild, customers are our number one priority, and we realize how difficult it is to be without your vehicle. So we make it easier for you with loaner and rental cars, and also help with your insurance claims. Call Davis Auto Rebuild at 684-3137 or stop in at 1175 South Main in Colville and see the Davis Auto Rebuild difference. Coming up on Thursday, just a couple days away, Second Harvest will be bringing their mobile markets here to Colville. That'll be to the Colville Food Bank for a free food distribution. That coming up on the 23rd. That will be on Thursday. No identification is necessary to receive food. The event, of course, it will be rain or shine. Looks like it's going to be on the shine side of things weather-wise. That is coming up on Thursday, so if you could use some help, a lot of people could right now. The uh, Second Harvest folks bringing their mobile market here to Colville this Thursday. Looking for a little comfort in your life? Call the expert, your carrier dealer. Carrier dealers are the authorities at getting peak performance from your heating and cooling system. So call your carrier dealer first. He has ways of making you very comfortable. Carrier, turn to the experts at ABC Heating and Electric in Colville at 411 West 2nd. Or call Deb for an appointment at 684-2018 or go to abc-heating.com. It was over in King County of Fort. 14-year-old lost his left hand and injured his other hand playing with fireworks. Firefighters were on the scene Monday afternoon. A firework had blown up in the teen's hand. A 10-year-old was also injured. Unclear how bad that child's injuries were. Both kids had to be taken to Harborview Medical Center for treatment. Uh, not known yet what type of fireworks the teen was handling. But as we approach fireworks season, just something to be aware of. You want to be very careful. The president has signed off on giving federal wildland firefighters a hefty pay raise for the next two fiscal years. 16,000 firefighters given the raises. The pay raises for federal firefighters included in the trillion-dollar infrastructure bill, but uh, the administration had held up the pay raises as they studied 
recruitment and retention data to decide where to give the raises to. So agencies are authorized to increase the base salary of federal wildland firefighters by $20,000 a year or 50% of their current base salary, whichever is lower. So... You, federal firefighters, they they getting a pretty good raise there. $20,000 a year or a 50% pay raise. Don't blink. Sandra's Furniture is giving away four tickets to the Kenny Chesney Here and Now Tour. Sandra's Furniture wants to give you and three friends tickets. It's a simple wine, it's summertime. To see Kenny Chesney, Dan and Shay, Old Dominion, and Carla Pierce on July 16th in Seattle. All you need to do is stop into Saunders Furniture in downtown Colville and enter your name into the drawing. You can enter once a day until June 30th. Hurry into Saunders Furniture today. Starting July 1st, the sale of ammunition magazines with more than 10 rounds will be banned in Washington State. Importing, manufacturing, and distributing them will be outlawed. The only magazines allowed for sale and importing will be those with a maximum capacity of 10 cartridges under a measure passed this year. The Second Amendment Foundation and other gun rights organizations filing a federal lawsuit claiming the new law violates protections under the Second and Fourteenth Amendments. Bob Ferguson says he will vigorously defend the new law. He says all seven federal appellate courts have upheld those laws as constitutional. Today we hear more from Cam Edwards and his take on the bipartisan gun legislation that's being worked on in Washington, D.C. He talks about the portions concerning age-related law changes, school security, and clarifies the definition of a federally licensed firearms dealer. There really is no hard and fast definition of when somebody becomes a commercial seller of firearms. The current definition is basically if you make a living or you sell a substantial number of firearms over the course of a year, then you should be a federally licensed firearms retailer. If you're selling maybe one or two guns from your collection, you're probably fine. But the key word there is probably. So we don't know, again, what this language is going to look like. If there is some sort of hard, fast line that's drawn that says if you sell more than, you know, 12 guns a month or 12 guns a year, then we're going to require you to get your federal firearms license. Anywhere that line is drawn, you're going to have people objecting to it. I can understand why there needs to be some sort of clarity, because right now there's no way of really knowing whether or not you're violating the law. In some cases, it's pretty apparent, but we've also seen cases where people who've sold as few as five guns a year year 
have been charged and said, you should have been an FFL, you should have gotten your federal firearms license. So the idea of clarity, I think, is good in the abstract. But again, the devil is always in the details. And it's, you know, where is that line going to be drawn? So we're really talking about private gun owners who maybe they buy a table at one gun show a year and they'll bring out some of their guns from their collection. And let's say they got a good weekend and they sell eight guns over the course of a weekend. Does that make them a commercial seller of firearms? Right now, the law is kind of vague, but it is a clear line for those who are engaged in the retail firearms business. This is a very difficult law to enforce. I mean, if you're talking about private sellers, generally speaking, they're flying under the radar, right? We make it a law that you've got to be 21 to buy beer. But if you're at a backyard barbecue and your neighbor hands your 19-year-old son or daughter a beer, the police aren't going to swoop in and arrest that person, right? It's, it's, it's hard to know that that's actually taking place. So the same thing is true of these private person-to-person gun sales. It's really impossible to proactively enforce those, which is why Congress really hasn't done anything about it until now, because there aren't any easy answers. And now the Senate negotiators are trying to come up with easy answers to all kinds of difficult problems over the span of a couple of days. As far as any benefit to some of the things that have been proposed, I think that there is benefit to increasing spending for mental health services, uh, particularly in our schools. I agree with improving school security. And I can see the argument for opening up background checks for young gun buyers, adults who are under the age of 21, including any juvenile records when they're attempting to purchase a firearm. Because right now, somebody could commit an armed robbery at age 17, and then, you know, at 18, that doesn't show up on their record, and they can go out and legally purchase a firearm. So something that is very specifically targeted for that age group, 18, 19, and 20-year-olds. And now we're not all of a sudden going and digging into somebody's juvenile record when they're buying a gun when they're 25, 30, 40, 50 years old. That, I think, you could come up with some sort of workable agreement with that. My big concern are the red flag laws. I don't think that they're effective at preventing violent crime. I don't think they're effective at preventing suicide. I do have big problems with how these laws are written. There is generally no mental health component to them. There are a lot of due process issues. And it sounds like the red flag language is, again, one of these sticking points. And I'm glad to see that it is, quite frankly, because that is the one that has really concerned me since the negotiations began. I think the grants for school security and maybe even the grants for mental health are going to be more open-ended. And it should be, in my opinion, because these school districts, there's not a one-size-fits-all policy. But if they can say, okay, this money has to be used towards directing physical improvements, improving, upgrading, let's say, the doors on classrooms and updating security to access the school, they can set those guidelines as to how the money has to be used and where it can't be used. But I don't want them to get to the point where they're now micromanaging this and saying, okay, if you get one of these grants, here's exactly how you have to spend every penny of this dollar. Because I think the districts are going to need that flexibility. All right, Cam Edwards there talking about uh, upcoming changes. You never know what Congress is going to end up doing, but uh, certainly is still uh, ripe for discussion. The regularly scheduled Colville School Board meeting, that is scheduled for tomorrow. That uh, will be both in person at the district office, 217 South Hofstetter. It also will be online with the remote option. That will be at 6 in the evening. You have an opportunity to make comments in person or remotely. 
Uh, to make a comment remotely, you are asked to submit a request. They've got a form at the Colville School District website. Make that request prior to the meeting because all calls are initially muted. And then those who have submitted a request will be asked to identify themselves when they are unmuted. This meeting for the Colville School Board, regular meeting tomorrow evening, that will be at 6 o'clock. Voggen Brothers Lumber, a leader in the forest products industry, is now offering a free forest health checkup. If you have 10 or more acres of timberland, Voggen Brothers Lumber can help you determine if your family's forest is healthy and fire resilient. Schedule your free forest evaluation today by calling Voggen Brothers Lumber at 684-5071. Voggen Brothers Lumber, adding value to the forest for people, products, and the environment. The Seattle Mariners, they've lost seven of their last nine games. They are fourth in the American League West, 29-39 and 39 record, 13 games behind first place Houston. The Mariners open a three-game series at Oakland this evening. It'll be a 5.30 pregame. First pitch at 6.40. We'll have the game on 92.1 KCRK. Today's local weather forecast brought to you by Colville Glass. Colville Glass excels at auto glass repair and replacement, residential and commercial windows, as well as mirrors and shower doors, serving the people of our area since 1966 at 111 South Oak. Sunshine, 76 degrees today. Partly cloudy, 53 tonight. Sunshine, 79 on Wednesday. We're going to cool a little off on Thursday. It'll be still sunny, but 71 the high Thursday, 76 on Friday. The weekend, hey, this weekend looks beautiful. Saturday, sunshine, 81. Sunny and 84 on Sunday. Sunny and 87 on Monday. For complete auto glass, low-E vinyl windows for your home or storefront, you can count on them. Colville Glass. No wind. The barometer, it has moved up even more. The barometer at 30.42 right now here at the uh, radio station. It, not all that warm. We are uh, right at, yeah, had to look close, 60 degrees, right on the money. All right, going to warm up nicely. 29 minutes past 7, it is Tuesday morning. Eric Carpenter here. This is KCVL, KCRK.